Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand Sports Talk Network going live weekday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Hit us up on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors uh, because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys. Uh, like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your uh, next car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm your health plans, get better with Farm Your Health Plans, better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping you safe online and get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Murfreesboro, Nashville, uh, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and Franklin, serving Nashvilleians and beyond for all their equipment needs for over 18 years, KrebsKubota.com. Zach, you are back after your trip up north of the border. And also, who is back? Uh, Lou Man is back. Because yesterday, I accidentally blocked somebody. And so, I was like, oh, no, I need to go unblock them. And what did I find? I found that Lou Man has been blocked for I don't know how long. <laughs> so, Lou Man, welcome back to YouTube. Because I let him out of fa- uh, Facebook slash YouTube jail. So, I apologize. I did not realize that Lou Man was blocked. Lou Man, I don't know who blocked you or why or what. But... Uh, yeah, I accidentally blocked James yesterday, and so uh, both are back out of their uh, respective jails. So, welcome back, Lou Man. Sorry, I uh, hope you've been okay, but glad to see that you immediately came back the first opportunity that you had. So, Zach, the first opportunity you've had to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, as we know, Doug Kayad broke the news for A to Z Sports on Sunday. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins signing his contract, or not yet signing his contract, but the contract, two years, $26 million. So I'll let you kind of have the floor here on uh, the DeAndre Hopkins reaction for your first opportunity. Well, you know, this is massive for the Tennessee Titans franchise. Now, we've seen this before. You know, they've landed uh, you know, wide receivers, but they had to trade for Julio Jones. This was not a free agent. Now, mm-hmm. in today's age, Players can pick and choose a little bit of where they want to go by influence. But DeAndre Hopkins going to the Tennessee Titans is exactly what they needed. They needed that piece to increase and help their wide receiver room because with DeAndre Hopkins, I think it's a pretty damn good room, right? It completely changes. Without DeAndre Hopkins, you're sitting there scratching your head saying, if one guy gets hurt, This thing is decimated, and you have nobody else to throw to. This helps Derrick Henry. This helps, obviously, Ryan Tannehill. Their offensive line is going to hopefully be improved from the disaster it was last year. But DeAndre Hopkins, what we found out is, I think, first and foremost, he chose money, which 
that was the writing on the wall. We kind of felt like he was going to choose money. And then once we heard that the Titans were the more aggressive offer, I think it started to sway. We saw the odds on the sports books, including BetMGM, start to swing once that report started to happen. And then rumors got a little bit you know, higher, higher, higher. And then all of a sudden, D-Hop goes to the Tennessee Titans. And then I don't know if you saw yesterday, D-Hop mentioned uh, the no state income tax on a podcast. That was influential yep. in his decision. But ultimately, I do think relationships with Mike Vrabel, familiarity with Tim Kelly. I think Ryan Tannehill is better than Mac Jones. The division of the AFC South is better than the AFC East. A lot of these things, if the Chiefs and the Bills are not in the running because of money, you've really got to put both teams and the Patriots and the Titans up against each other. And if the money is more in Tennessee, the quarterback is better and the division is easier to get to the playoffs, it's really an easy decision and D-Hop eventually made it. It's yeah, huge it, for the Titans. Yeah, it was an easy decision. And we talked yesterday about how uh, we kind of learned that this was going to be wrapping up, you know, over the weekend uh, and, and felt that way, but did not know which direction was, was going to go. Was the most confident in the Titans being able to do that. But did have a conversation Friday morning and knew that the Chiefs did have interest, but it kind of was sitting there in limbo waiting for anything for Chris Jones to open up some money. But like you're saying, and like you're right, it was about money, right? And but the money isn't not that big of a deal. Like the money's pretty good on the Titans side of things. And we talked about this, and I'm kind of curious to get your opinion on it because the well, money compared to the what did the Patriots offer? Well, we don't know that, but exactly. So but, you but, don't know what it was. See, right, I but, think that's the difference. Exactly. If I'm sitting here looking at two years, $26 million, $12 million in year one with six million in total incentives. I asked, I came up with a contract projection a week ago before we kind of knew that the DeAndre Hopkins stuff was heating up and getting closer to being done. And I said, what about two years for 30 with 24 guaranteed over those two years? And everybody's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And so I was just $2 million off. But DeAndre Hopkins is the 23rd highest paid receiver in the NFL at that number. Like, I don't care what the Patriots offered or didn't offer. But DeAndre Hopkins as the 23rd highest paid receiver for the Titans is a great deal, regardless of how you slice it, especially considering he was the most targeted receiver in the entire NFL during the nine-game stretch he played last year after his suspension for the Arizona Cardinals. But Austin, you have to think about the timing of this. I get it. DeAndre Hopkins is a product of the timing. Odell Beckham Jr. is a product of desperation to get another player, right? Which was Lamar Jackson. So he definitely shook up this offseason and what the market was. But Austin, all the money spent. The free agency's gone. The draft is gone. This is July. And you even said it. What's the statistic of paid players? at this time of year. Yeah. Mike Gennady said on Spotrack back uh, in early June on 104.5 The Zone that uh, that the most guaranteed money signed over the last six off seasons post Memorial Day was $9 million guaranteed. And so this is the biggest. But again, DeAndre Hopkins is also the biggest name by far to be available during this stretch. 
but you just don't this is not the time and place to sign a top 10 wide receiver it's yeah but when july but, because normally they're not there and so like exactly. you got so that's why but but now the money's not so all right, all right, all right. so let me just let me just reset this because i have a question to ask you about this to follow up here but uh first zach tell everybody about how you're saving money the titans uh spending some money on d-hop but you're saving some money with farm bureau health plans yeah i saved 20 percent per month on my farm bureau health plans for my previous health plan health dental and vision 200 plus locations across the state of tennessee visit fbhp.com slash a to z and all you've got to do is get a quote once you get a quote then you can make a decision just like i did and i made the decision on farm bureau health plans of tennessee I get three things, better service, better rates, and better coverage. I literally got all three of those things with my plan, whether it's you individually or your wife and kids, your family, they can have your perfect plan for you today. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. Also with BetMGM, you get a great first bet offer, and that is with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Once again, you sign up with code ATOZ Sports with the BetMGM app and go big with that first bet because... You get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you miss it. So check that out with our, our first bet offer with BetMGM code ATOZ Sports. I took uh, Titans plus three at New Orleans in week one on Sunday after the D-Hop news because I like that number. Might as well get it now with BetMGM. So check them out right there. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, several qualifications, other requirements. First online rule money wager. Only rewards issued as knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expiring seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Zach, you said it earlier. DeAndre Hopkins is top 10 wide receiver in the NFL, in your opinion, right? Yeah, I think we, you know, we went through the list. I mean, he's probably closer to 10 than one, but still, I think that you can make an, an argument based on what his ability is. Now, I do think that there's more doubt surrounding DeAndre Hopkins than ever before because of the change of team, his age, you know, things like that, I think, definitely come into play. But right. if you stack him up against all the other wide receivers, he's right around 10. All right, so he's right around 10 in your mind of the position. And the Titans got him for an average of $13 million a year. So how would you describe the contract the Titans gave DeAndre Hopkins? How would you label it? Because, I, I, you know, Sam and I talked about this at length yesterday. I'm curious because it, it sounded like, you know, the Titans, yes, they gave up a bunch. They gave more money to a, a player in the NFL at this deep into the offseason than anybody had the last six years. But no top 10 player at their position is becoming available in June and July over the last six years. So it's an outlier. Right. But what I said before is the Titans are a product of a two horse race. There's not any other teams that are driving the price up. So, like, they got that benefit, and it's just circumstantial, right? I mean, who knows? There could have been, you know, if the Lions were were wide receiver hungry, then they had much more money to spend than the Tennessee Titans. It was just a unique situation where there was only a very small amount of teams that needed a wide receiver that were willing to pay a wide receiver, and there wasn't a lot of other teams to drive the price up. Yes, the Chiefs and, and the Bills couldn't do that. So right. I, I, and because how I describe that, it is they're a product of a two-horse race. Yeah, but and because of that, the Titans got a top 10 wide receiver in your mind at the price of the 23rd highest paid receiver. So how do you how do you label that contract? 
I mean, do you still think it's just a product of this? I mean, is it not positive? Like, like no, it can be positive. It's still you can have positive, but you're a product of the system. You're just product of the circumstance, and which I think that's, is a that's a that, victory for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, it is a vic- well, it's a victory now that they've won the race, right? Like the Patriots are the big that's losers in this. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The race is over, and the Titans were able to get. Listen again. The Titans were able to get DeAndre Hopkins, who we both think I think he's fringe top ten. I would probably put him eleven or twelve, but semantics. Uh, yeah, I mean semantics. we're splitting right. hairs, right? Yeah, but so the Titans got DeAndre Hopkins for half of the price that the Eagles paid for AJ Brown. Now, yes, longevity, career, yeah, well, age. We don't want to get not, in that conversation. I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to say that Rain Carthon did not make the AJ mistake. Right, but Rand Carthon is charged with cleaning up the mess that was left to him. And what he did is get a top 10 level wide receiver for 23 uh wide receiver price. That's a hell of a cleanup in my mind. Now it has to play out on the field, and I think we're both pretty confident that DeAndre Hopkins is not Julio Jones, is not Andre Johnson, is not Randy Moss, is not Eric Decker, is not Eric Molds, is not David Givens, is not Yancey Thigpen, and is not Carl Pickett's, right? Like I think that's how we feel about Diop but compared to the, I don't other think, old guys. I but like. I didn't think Julio, like we don't know, like Titans fans should feel excited and happy. DeAndre Hopkins on paper makes the most sense in the world. It changes the dynamic. I've said this, I've tweeted it. I've said it for weeks. If the Titans got DeAndre Hopkins, they should be the favorite in the AFC South. You should place your money on them to win the AFC South based on a lot of different moves. But Football is football, and you never know what happens during the course of the season. If something goes awry, if Tannehill gets hurt, if Hopkins gets hurt, if Burke gets hurt, like, I mean, there's so many things that can happen. So Julio Jones, we never thought was going to have the season that he had when they traded for him. He has to prove it on the field. But on paper, I would agree with you. The Titans did exactly what they needed to do now that we know that it all worked out, right? We were sitting here bitching and moaning for weeks and weeks and weeks saying the wide receiver room is trash because it was. And now all of a sudden it's not, and they're not in a bad spot heading into training camp. Yeah. And so Dwayne says, why can't their, uh, the contract be more incentive heavy? I mean, it's because a player has to also agree to the contract too. teams would love to sign contracts that were all incentive based or incentive heavy. But, you know, players want guaranteed money because they could snap an Achilles or do something and get hurt at any given moment. Or like Traylon Burks, catch a touchdown pass, get illegally hit in the face and be concussed for three weeks. And they're not hitting their incentive. So, you know, there's that's why uh, that doesn't happen. So I think let's simplify this. We don't know what the Patriots offer is, which I think is, I think, a big portion of this because. What's the difference, right? We know that the Chiefs or the Bills was way off just because of the circumstance and the salary cap that they're in. But how far off were the Titans and the Patriots? Because this could be a very easy decision. Yeah, but but, but also like, you know, now that the Titans are having DeAndre Hopkins for two years in 26, I don't give a damn what the Patriots offered because I'm cool with the Titans getting DeAndre Hopkins for two no, years. In look, I, I think you, I think fans should be proud of Rand <laughs> Carthon and Mike Vrabel and this franchise for stepping up in a time of need to go out and get a type of player like DeAndre Hopkins. They should be very proud of this deal. It all worked out. Usually, I think the Titans are kind of on the short end of the stick. 
But what we've talked about over the last several years, two factors I think have changed the perception of what the Titans are, are in, in the eyes. Because I think all the national media was like, well, he should go to the Patriots. He doesn't need to go to the Titans. He should go to the Patriots, right? Because that's national media. But Mike Vrabel and Derrick Henry, I think, have changed the what players think about this franchise. And that's not what we were talking about you know, seven years ago and even beyond of what players and free agents thought about this franchise. That's a that's an ode to Amy Adams Strunk as well of turning the tides and making some big decisions. And look, John, mistakes have been made along the way. Don't get me wrong. But I do think that that is a tip to the franchise that a player of this caliber, I know he's past 30, still picks their franchise over the New England Patriots and over the Chiefs and the Bills, regardless of the money in that sense. Yeah, uh, real quick, a, a super chat before we get moving on uh, the other conversation. Amnesia says, I can't wait to see Tannehill, Henry, Shig, Burks, and Phillips on the field all at the same time. Chills. I mean, Amnesia already forgot that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be there because he forgot him in the super chat comment. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think, and James Foster uh, of A to Z Sports Film Room did a really good breakdown of DeAndre Hopkins. So if you haven't seen that yet, go to the A to Z Sports Film Room YouTube channel and check that out. And he talked about the Titans now have four legitimate starting level plus wide receivers now. So how much that changes the Titans is, is a big deal. I, I haven't been on the show because I've been uh, traveling, but I, here's my mind still doesn't stop working in show terms. I, I don't know what you guys did yesterday, but who is the biggest winner of the DeAndre? We yeah, haven't Hopkins done it yet. Week? We'll do that later in the week. We uh, got there's, there's right there on, on a platter no, look, right Sam, there because it's perfect. And you I, can go so no, many Zach, different directions. Sam and I have eight topics banked for the rest of this week about DeAndre Hopkins, and we touched on like two of them or one and a half of them yesterday. Uh, all right, so A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. There was some interesting news uh, yesterday regarding the running backs, and Derrick Henry came to fight for his running back compadres. And so we'll talk about this here coming up shortly. Uh, but first, let me tell everybody about our sponsor, Aura. Aura keeps you safe online, and it's really easy to do it because they got rid of data brokers from my life. When I signed up with Aura back in April, I had 30 data brokers sharing my information to robocallers, spammers, telemarketers, junk mailers. They were just just throwing stuff at me. I feel like I was dodging you know, spam calls and junk mail at all hours of the day. Well, Aura automatically submitted me out of those uh, lists on my behalf. And that happened in like five or six days. And now I'm not getting those calls. It's political season. It's, it's election season. And you're going to get hit up a lot of different directions because of that. Aura can help you out and stay safe online on top of it. And you get a two-week free trial by using our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z to stay safe online. They've also got Password Manager. They'll let you know if a password might have been leaked in a data breach, which that's happened to me, where you just simply go change your password. But Aura lets you know of all those type of things right there all in one app. But use our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial. It is sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. They are the king of sportsbook. Best part is you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That is BetMGM. Download the app in your Apple or Android app store today. All right, Zach. So yesterday there was a situation with 
the running backs, right? Because yesterday on a Monday afternoon was the NFL's franchise tag deadline for players to sign their franchise tags uh, heading into training camp. And three running backs did not sign their franchise tag tenders. That would be Saquon Barkley with the Giants, uh, Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, and then also Tony Pollard in Dallas with the Cowboys and Matt Miller, who is now with ESPN uh, and, and has as one of their big NFL draft analysts. He tweeted this, been saying it for years. One, draft the running back. Two, play the running back. If he's good, three, franchise tag the running back one time. And then one, draft the running back. And then he adds the Chiefs won a Super Bowl with no receivers having 1,000 yards and starting a running back draft in the seventh round. Having a great running back is valuable, but there's a question of what the value is. I didn't make the rules. I'm just pointing them out. And so Matt Miller saying that, and then you get some of the best, highest paid running backs coming to the defense of their other running back uh, compadres. And that's Christian McCaffrey saying this is criminal. Three of the best players in the entire league, regardless of position, talking about Barkley, Jacobs, and Pollard. And then King Derrick Henry says, at this point, just take the running back position out of the game then. The ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to an organization just seems like it don't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. And then Austin Eckler, the Chargers, this is the kind of trash that has artificially devalued one of the most important positions in the game. Everyone knows it's tough to win without a top running back, and yet they act like we're discardable widgets. I support any running back doing whatever it takes to get his bag. So, Zach, before we dive into this, I think you and I support any player trying to get as much money as they can possibly get during the short window of their ability to be a professional athlete. But we there's a big conversation to get into about what the running back position is and the situation that these franchises, the Giants, the Raiders, and the Cowboys are doing by not reaching a long-term deal with three players that are pretty damn good. I think Saquon Barkley is probably the best of all, but Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing last year. And Tony Pollard proved that Ezekiel Elliott, who was a high-paid running back, was expendable, and they cut him, right? So this is a big-time conversation. Well, and, you know, to that last conversation of, of Zeke and Pollard, you know, the, the Cowboys have done this. Like, they just they just got done doing this, which was they paid their running back a lot of money. And towards – I think when they paid him, he was averaging a lot you know, more rushing yards than he was when he left. But that's the emergence of Tony Pollard. This – and I have to – you know, reiterate, you know, it is a business and your business evolves. This is not the 1980s. You know, it's not even the 1990s when you had, you know, Terrell Davis and Emmett Smith and those type of you know, players leading Super Bowl winning teams. Uh, and, you know, I think it's just, it has evolved so much in today's age where I will say the pendulum have swung I think to the extreme for the wide receiver position, right? You see teams paying astronomical money to what the wide receiver position represents. Like quarterback is justified. Patrick Mahomes is worth not $500 million. He's worth about a billion dollars, right? But the running back and the wide receiver position and tight end and, and linebacker, those are up for discussion I think both sides has have a point. I think McCaffrey, Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, and Derrick Henry 
all I understand where they're coming from. I do think that they have a point because the money has not just dropped off like you know the the kitchen counter. It's dropped off a cliff. Yeah, I mean it is gone, and it, it doesn't seem like it's coming back. And you know what Derrick Henry did this past spring? He saw his franchise draft a running back for the third consecutive time, Zach. For the third consecutive, oh, three times in four drafts, the the Titans have drafted a running back in the third round. It's been the third round every time, and and uh, this now is an, proven it, that they don't always work out. Yeah, well, here's what I'm going to say: Matt Miller's not wrong. Now I'm like ducking for cover from somebody swiping me, but Matt Miller's not wrong whatsoever. The run and, and Austin Eckler nailed it. It just didn't go in the direction he wanted to. Running backs are expendable widgets. <laughs> like that's what they are. Like I think there are two positions in the NFL, Zach, that I am about draft, replace, repeat. Draft, replace, repeat. The running back and the inside linebacker. Minus obvious exceptions to the rule. I think Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey are exceptions to the rule. I think Austin Eckler, because he was not a highly drafted player, is different too because he didn't have, uh, he wasn't having those expectations and he earned that second contract from the Chargers as a day three pick. But draft replace repeat on running backs and inside linebackers because their bodies are just going to wear out faster than other positions. Well, long ago, the days of, I talked about like Terrell Davis and Emmett Smith, long ago, the days of Brian Erlacher, Luke Keekley, even Patrick Willis, Derek Brooks. I mean, those were staples of what the defense represented. Those defenses wouldn't be anywhere near what they were without those guys. I don't think that, I mean, we could go through an exercise. Can you name five middle linebackers in the league that is, they are the face of the defense? No. I mean, there's just, that's just not, like today, like, no, I'm not even going to try because I'm just going to fumble around and waste time. You could argue Devin White. Devin White wants out of Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Real quick, Smith changed teams. And is he, like, he's a different type of inside linebacker because he's got blitzing. All of them are different nowadays. So, yeah. But again, like, my whole point, and Dwayne's bringing up Mike Singletary, like, a way to stay with the conversation there, Dwayne. But, like, I think he's giving the point of what I was saying is like long ago, the days of Mike Singletary. The, the Niners of, of you know, Fred Warner is pretty freaking good, right? And, and the Niners have two guys that are legitimate. But, you know, it, they shouldn't continue to pay those guys because they should be able to find replacements. Now, the Titans, I think, are in such an interesting situation because the Titans have played both games. At running back, they obviously have Derrick Henry, who I think we both think is one of the best, if not the best, running back in the entire NFL but with the inside linebacker position, they've drafted, replaced, and repeated that process with day three picks now three or four times, and they've done a good job with it. Like, they've drafted Avery Williamson is where it started in the fifth round. He was a good starter. They let him go to the Jets and pay him $7 million, and they replaced him with Jayon Brown, a fifth-round pick. Then they let him go and replaced him with David Long Jr. David Long Jr., pretty good little player. Uh, it turned out a six round pick and was a valuable piece of the Titans defense, but he was allowed to walk for the next iteration of him, which is the combination of Monty Rice and also Jack Gibbons. And so like 
The Titans are playing the running backs one way because they do have a, an outlier and the inside linebacker position the way they should. It's just what's going to happen now that the Titans will eventually have no Derrick Henry. How will they treat the running back position after that? Well, I think that leads us into our question, which, you know, you talk about inside linebacker and running back. I definitely think that the pay of both of those positions have changed, but I would argue that the running back is more valuable in football than the inside linebacker. I know it's apples and oranges, so I'm not sitting here arguing that, but if you run the football, like that's what Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor and and those those type of and Austin Eckler are those guys are arguing is like we are a focal point of our franchise. Th- those guys are. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is different because he was traded, but the Chargers aren't the Chargers without Austin Eckler. Damn sure the Titans aren't the Titans without Derrick Henry, right? Mm-hmm. The Colts aren't anywhere close to being the Colts without Jonathan Taylor. What are the Giants without Saquon Barkley? Danny Dimes and Waller when he can actually hobble on the field? Here's the funny thing, Zach, is you know, you said the Titans aren't the Titans without Derrick Henry. Well, I mean, the Titans still were able to get the one seed in the AFC without Derrick Henry. Right? I, that, but that's the point. The Titans would have gotten to that point, though. That's they wrong. went. They were six That's and wrong. two. I, you know, that, that is, I no. think, a bad take. No, it's not. You no, it's know, not. on the detail, they wouldn't have gotten to that point prior to his injury to even being the running of that. Sure, he was huge. But so sure, so sure, hold on, hold, just hold, knocks but, you down. No, 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 no. I mean, yes, the Titans were six so and two. So you agree that? That's hold on, trash. hold on. Stop. I'm not. No, it's not a bad take. Because, it is. No, stop. Let me finish it, and, and you can see the whole picture, not just the first paragraph. So, the Titans were 6-2 and two with Derrick Henry. They were 6-3 and three without it. They were able to continue to earn the one seed with the, with the AFC without Derrick Henry, and they won a couple games without Julio and AJ, too, there late in the year, too. And so, they were, they were able to replace Derrick Henry with Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard, and the offense still ran well. When the Tennessee Titans lost Ryan Tannehill last year, they they lost a lot of their ability to well, win. I'm not games. arguing so, that the running back versus quarterback. That's but, not that's stupid. no. I, I know that's that, but dumb. that's but that's the whole picture. If Derrick Henry is the best running back in the world, then how could his team still go six and? That's the point, though. They went but six and you, three without you, it. This is where I argued: is that you sit there and you say, "Well, they got the number one seed without him." My point is, they would not have been in the running for the number one seed without Derrick Henry or with a lesser running back throughout the course of the season. Plus, you love context. You know what teams that they were playing during that season to go six and three at the end of the year to win those games. So that is a bad take in the sense of, I'm not arguing quarterback and running back. That's obvious. Quarterback's more important than running back. But you've got to tell the whole story. The Titans would not have been the number one seed without Derrick Henry for the full year. Yeah, but they also weren't. Yeah, so yes. (laughs) Obviously, yes. You have to to be the number one seed. You have to win early and you have to win. You're feeding fool's gold a little bit. No, it's not fool's gold. You just took you just took a half like my first sentence and took it as a whole thing without allowing me to explain. But the, the reality is Derrick Henry is getting paid a lot of money. And the Tennessee Titans were still able to win games without him. The, the, 
that's the whole point about the running back is that they are expendable widgets. Even Derrick Henry was able to be replaced. And Mr. Jones said here, hold on. Mr. Jones said here on the chat that, you know, it took, it took a combination of Foreman and, um, and Foreman and Hilliard combined where Derrick Henry does it himself. Derrick Henry doesn't do it himself. Derrick Henry can't do it himself. Derrick Henry's a liability in certain aspects of the game. Well, and Derrick so that's Henry the- helps other pieces. Yes. Foreman obviously. doesn't help that many other pieces. Hilliard doesn't help that many other pieces. Derrick Henry, as we saw in his 2000 yard season, helped AJ Brown tremendously, helped Corey Davis tremendously. And AJ Brown and Corey Davis helped Derrick Henry. And, and helped the offense. But no, we know what, like, no, we know now seasons without Derrick Henry in that time period of what the offense actually does. Go look at the offensive production during that time. So you want to sit there and say they won games. You cannot, where are you trying to go? You can win some games, right? Every game is close. If you're watching quarterback on Netflix, every single one that they highlight, I mean, this is a three-point game. It's a three-point league. We know that. Mm -hmm. Where are you trying to go? The point is, I think from the running backs perspective, and this is what they are screaming on Twitter is, can you get and win a get to and win a Super Bowl on a consistent basis without us? I think that's the conversation that we're trying to have. My answer, yes, because everybody else has done it. <laughs> everybody else has done it without a highly paid running back. This is the list of running of the the leading rusher in the Super Bowl of the last winning teams from this past year all the way down to freaking Pierre Thomas in 2008 season. And what happens when Here's guy, another it, context for you though, Austin, yeah, so what? you can rip that off the screen, which is like let's take the Giants for example. The Giants don't have the luxury to do that because Danny Dimes sucks. But Zach, that's the difference. What, what was the so question? So if you look you at all me. the, if you have a quarterback, I know I completely agree with your notion that if you have a quarterback, because quarterback is greater than running back, then you can test out these waters. You can go and not pay running backs. No, Zach, the question. But if you, you have a me, bad quarterback, you're not going to have the luxury. Like the question Eckler is probably more expendable because Justin Herbert is the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. The the question you asked me is, can you get to and win a Super Bowl without a highly paid running back? And the answer is yes. Every team that has won a Super Bowl since 2009 has done it without a highly paid running back. The highest paid player on this seat on this list is Percy Harvin, who led the Seahawks in rushing. But you have to have a quarterback though. Yes, obviously. So that's the whole point. that's that's, That's what I'm telling you is, the running backs are sitting here saying that this is a league-wide epidemic. You the can running even backs, a pandemic the running it's backs the don't matter. Like the running backs don't matter that much anymore. But Do the Giants to- can't compete without Saquon Barkley. Yes. The and, Titans okay. can the Titans compete without Derrick Henry? They need both Tannehill and Henry to, to, to compete. <laughs> I'm going to add, it's a yes or no question. Can the Titans compete without Derrick Henry? Mm, no. The answer is no. The but answer also, is no. But also, it's okay. Like, it's okay. You got it correct. No, but, but again, like the Titans are not fo- fo- uh, following because the formula. Because they don't have the quarterback. That's the point. If I sat there and said, 
could the Chargers compete without okay. Austin Eckler? Here, yes okay. or no? Yes. So that's what I'm trying to tell you is that the running backs are screaming from the rafters saying that this is not fair. This is not fair. And what I am bringing to the table is it's all circumstantial based on your quarterback yeah, play. Patrick Mahomes does not need their exactly. This is, but this is what the teams are telling us that did not sign those three running backs to long-term contracts. They are telling us that why would we want to spend $40 million or $25 million guaranteed on a player that doesn't necessarily matter if we don't have the right quarterback. Right. They would, they would rather probably kind of spin some wheels for a number of years to figure out their quarterback situation then spend the the four years or whatever paying a running back to not get them to where they want to go. That's why I say the business philosophy of the general manager and the franchise owner has to sit there and say, this is not a good investment exactly based on where we are and what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. If you have a quarterback, then you, it completely changes your philosophy. But the Titans have been the franchise, of course, the entire last two and a half decades that have been stubborn, more stubborn than any other franchise about attaching themselves to a running back, right? And the Titans have attached themselves to a running back going back to Eddie George, to Chris Johnson, then DeMarco Murray, and now Derrick Henry. The Tennessee Titans have had better running backs than everybody else in the NFL over 1997 to 2023. Nobody can touch them. But the Tennessee Titans don't have the success that other teams have without those running backs. Because so the NFL the is telling you, right? Because they so, haven't eh, Vince Young, Jake Locker, Marcus Mariota, right. and a trash quarterback. Which is proving what Matt Miller is saying: you draft a running back, you play the running back. If he's good, you find a way to hang on to him in a way that makes sense for a short period of time, and then you draft a running back again. That is the reality that Matt Miller is dead on about. He's not saying those are the rules. He's just, he's not making them. He's stating them. That's the reality. And we need to emphasize, though, that finding the franchise quarterback is like finding a needle in a haystack. It is the hardest. I mean, wouldn't you argue it is the hardest thing in sports to find your franchise quarterback for 10 years? Yeah, probably 10 years is a long time. But so let's get to this question because I I want to. Get the audience more involved because we have a fair foul. Fair foul, running back salaries in today's NFL. Fair foul, running back salaries in today's NFL. We want to get to more of you guys. Uh, but first, uh, let me tell you guys about our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute. It's been over a year since they helped me out, fix my plantar fasciitis in my foot, and it was pretty easy. I didn't have to have surgery. didn't have to have a bunch of rehab. I just went in and saw Dr. Jeff Watson at the Bone and Joint Institute. He gave me some tips. He told me the diagnosis, obviously, and helped me figure out how I could help cure and treat my plantar fasciitis at home. And I've been pain-free for a long time now. The Bone and Joint Institute, they can do it all for you, whether it's just as simple as that with me, or maybe you've got something more significant and bigger that might require surgery or rehab or whatever it might be. The Bone and Joint Institute is where you need to turn. They are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So go check them out in Franklin, Tennessee at boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code ATOC Sports when you sign up. Download that bonus code, uh, download the app and use that bonus code 
whether it's your Apple or Android app store, that's BetMGM. All right, so the question we just asked is fair or foul running back salaries in the NFL today. So, Zach, I will send you to the chat to see what people are saying about this. Because, again, this is such a nuanced conversation, and we're not going to have as much time as I would hope to get as deep as we wanted to, but we can maybe revisit this at a later date. Uh, But what is the chat saying, fair or foul running back salaries in the NFL today? Steven says foul. Nick says foul. Um, Fair from Jay. Let's see. Jonathan says foul. Jabu says uh, foul. Billy says fair. Lou Man says fair. Nick says foul. Uh, Stefan says foul. Let's see here. Uh, Gamer22 says foul. So does Fly Parks. They say foul. DeMarco says foul. Brad says fair. Zoe says foul. I think overall, the majority of the the chat is going uh, foul. Maserati Matt goes foul. So does Dodson. Jacob goes foul. John also foul. Where do you reside on this? So I I think overall, um, it's hard for me to, I'm going to kind of do both. I think up to this point, I think, Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. I could say these guys are getting treated unfairly. So I would say foul for them. But I think over the last several years, the right running backs have gotten paid. So I'm going to say fair. I'm going to say running back salaries in the NFL are fair right now. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb. Those are the guys that have gotten paid in this generation of running backs. I'm not including Todd Gurley. I feel like he's a little bit further removed. But those guys have gotten paid. Those guys deserve to get paid. And for the most part, they have lived up to that to that contract. Now, Christian McCaffrey got traded to the Niners because the Panthers were not, they had a lot of problems with the organization, starting with their owner. Dalvin Cook just got cut. And I think it was fair for them to give him that contract but then they kind of had Justin Jefferson fall into their lap in the 2020 draft at number 22 overall, and that worked out pretty damn good, and they didn't, never, didn't need him anymore. And so I think it, overall it's fair uh, is what I'm going to say. But I do think the Giants and the Raiders specifically should have done something better with Barkley and Jacobs. Um, I could argue the Cowboys are probably doing the right thing because Tony Pollard's hurt. He got hurt late in the playoff game, and they did the right thing by cutting Zeke. They they learned that that contract had an expiration date, and it was actually before the end of the deal with Zeke, and they made the right business move. I think the Cowboys are doing it again and making the right business move with Pollard because of his injury. But I Do think you think Barkley, if Pollard doesn't didn't get hurt, he would be paid? Oh, way better chance, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A way better chance. A running back getting hurt in his contract year is like, man, that's the worst thing that could have happened. And I feel bad for that person. But, you know, stuff happens. So overall, I say fair. Now, I do have a potential solution. But I want you to answer first because I I don't think my solution is going to be too realistic from the league. But I have an idea. Well, I I wish I could do – I wish I could answer the way Saquon answered, which is it is what it is. Because, I mean, that is – Correct. It is what it fair, is. That's fair, though, right? It, yeah, I, it's it's fair for the business and the time. So this is why I do agree that it is fair. Let's go back to the DeAndre Hopkins topic that we talked about to start the show. 
it's fair because it's a product of the timeline, right? The Titans got the good end of the stick and a really good wide receiver at a lesser price because of the circumstance. It's fair. Do I think that the wide receivers in this league are overpaid? Hell yeah, I do. I think that the, the money is just unbelievable. But what we figured out because of football today is that the tread on the running back tires wear out a lot sooner. And we we mentioned the outliers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I, you could throw in there because he's a dual threat. And Derrick Henry, those are X factors, right? But those are few and far between. The Derrick Henrys of the world don't grow on trees. So this is fair because of what era of football that we currently live in. And it's unfortunate. Here's, here's one last thing that I want to say uh, mm-hmm. before we get to you. I think this is a point that doesn't get brought up enough. Usually the Players Association would scream, hoot, and holler for fair pay, right? Yeah, yeah. They're not doing that. You're not hearing them come out of the woodwork saying that running backs should get paid. You're hearing the players do that, but it's this is not a unionized pitchfork hey we want more money and i think that is very telling yeah and so steven had this and i favored this comment earlier in the show he says that's crazy running backs might as well go on strike and so and you know what the nfl is gonna say okay hey tajay spears buckle up you're, you're up. in yeah so but back in the 90s there were a group of uh, 90s early 2000s there were a group of quarterbacks that got together that tried to union not unionize officially but they kind of like put their heads together to help help benefit the quarterback salaries in the game. And that obviously did work over the generations of quarterbacks. I think it is time for the players association to do something with running backs because it is a different style position. It is, it does have a super short shelf life of a career. So here's my solution. And I understand Zach that the NFL is probably never going to do this but I think it would be more fair than what it is now because rookie contracts used to be whatever you negotiate, right? Sam Bradford got like $50 million when he was drafted to one overall by the St. Louis Rams back in like 2008, 2009 before even played. Jamarcus Russell got like a bunch of money too. Now they're all slotted, right? Like Will Levis hasn't signed his contract when the Titans know exactly how much they're going to pay him. It's just about real tiny details. The running backs should have a better rookie salary scale than other positions. If the running back is going to be devalued for second contracts, then how could the NFL work on elevating their rookie scale? Right. I, and I look, this is a lot of, this is a surface level opinion that I think we could start with somewhere, but you know, if the average third round pick gets a gets you know four million dollars over three years running backs should get a higher clip of that draft slot than other positions because of the short shelf life well how much time do you have uh not not a lot right now well you're gonna have to find some more time because no, the collective it, bargaining agreement doesn't come out till 2030 <laughs> yeah right so again like that's a long time but but do you quickly 
do you like my idea? I'm not saying you're buying it, but do you, are you on board with the idea of further exploration? I would say approach me in 2030. And <laughs> we'll 2030. have those conversations. But Zach, if we're, if me and you are going to the league with this proposal, we got to start working yesterday. Yeah, no, I that it does make sense for the running back position because that's the only way that they can solve this issue. They just got to figure out what that money represents. So they value drafting the right running back because it's going to cost them more money. Sure, I, I, a, I like there, that solution. It's just not going to happen of, until 2030. Oh, there's a lot of layers that go into it. A lot of layers that go into and it. Chris Johnson I, was a product of it too. We knew that he wasn't going to finish out that contract. Honestly, I've been surprised that Derrick Henry finished out his contract. Well, but it, really it, good play and the state of the Titans franchise has made that happen. Like so, this is where I'm going to show the Derrick Henry tweet real quick, and then we'll then we'll move on. Because Derrick Henry said to Matt Miller's response, he said, um, "If it pulls up for me real quick, uh, he said that uh, you know it it the ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all their organization just seem like it doesn't even matter." Well, that's like Magic Johnson saying, "Well, why can't you just score double a triple double tonight?" Like it's easy to Derrick Henry to say, "Yeah, I want to be great and I can go do it because he's Derrick Henry." He is not a regular human being like a lot of other running backs. Even in the top level of professional athletes, Derrick Henry is head and shoulders, again, a few ways, above those. He is an outlier. That's why Peyton Manning will never be a coach because Peyton Manning can say, why didn't you make this read to make this accurate throw in front of the blitz and slide over? Because Peyton Manning has a higher level of execution than 99% of the audience. As does Derrick Henry. So but it's those easy. are the guys with the voices. And yes, so he's just expressing it. No, for sure. But Derrick Henry thinks that way because he's Derrick Henry and it comes naturally to him. Christian McCaffrey comes naturally to him. They, they That's how they work hard. They're gifted and they're extremely smart and talented that, you know, others are not like, they're just such outliers that they, it's easy for them to say that because it comes naturally, I guess. All right. So Zach, let's get on to, Tuesday sports trivia here on the show. We need to have a better week because Sam brought it hard with some questions. We went two and three last week with Sam's all-star break theme questions. So time for Tuesday sports trivia. Uh, but first, Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer in the Nashville area. Check them out with three great locations in Murfreesboro, Franklin, and in Columbia, KrebsKubota.com. If you have any equipment needs for your property, for your home, big or small, Krebs Kubota will take care of you. They do a fantastic job with customer service and will line you up and set you up with the best equipment you need. Being an elite Kubota dealer means you get elite warranties on the best equipment in the industry with Kubota. So check them out at KrebsKubota.com. And uh, BetMGM, we got to we got to hit up BetMGM. <laughs> Before you do that, that BetMGM, they're a great partner. You can't jump the gun or you lose your bet. If you jump the I gun, did. you lose your bet. You won't have any money. That's if right. You, actually, if we go through it, you can win a lot of cash right there at BetMGM. Now we will. I will hit these sports. Yeah. There you go. Sports trivia presented by Wilson County Hyundai. Check out wilsoncountyhyundai.com for all of your vehicle needs as you uh, go through your new car buying process at wilsoncountyhyundai.com or in Lebanon. All right, Zach, it is now time for Tuesday sports trivia after we got through that mess that created by I, thought, I, I haven't been on this. I've been the one. No, that look, this has been, uh, I, 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 something's <laughs> messed up with my 
with my stream back end. Uh, everything has problems. a delay. Tech got, no, Blame it on tech. All right. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's you're going to hate this theme. Love it. Bring it. <laughs> well, what is about to start is the Women's World Cup. And so ah. we've got four questions with the Women's World Cup. The reason why I say you're going to hate this is because it's hard. I mean, it's difficult. Fine. I'm going to be watching it. I've already I watched uh, women uh, USA soccer team versus Wales an exhibition match. Uh, nice. I'm in on this. I I, that, I I like the World Cup, whether it's men or women. I, I enjoy it. So we'll start with this question. In 2015, FIFA Women's World Cup was played in six different cities in a very large country. What country hosted the tournament for the first time? 2015 Women's World Cup. So I actually think I know this. You don't have any multiple choice? No, these are not multiple choice. So oh, damn. No Googling either. That's the only rule of trivia. Yeah, no I, I, I bring a different level of uh of difficulty than I don't and then Sam. This is not not very a very large company or choice. country, very large country. Yes. I believe I know this. My first thought were Brazil, but Rio was in the Olympics in Brazil. So I doubt they would have two massive events like that too close to each other. South Africa had the World Cup for the men in 2010. So I don't think it was South Africa either. I feel like Canada is a good option here. It is Canada because I had a conversation about it. And uh, I just picked a random question. While so in it, Canada. You learned about Canada. <laughs> and I was seeing it, and we had some people get it. Uh, Canada. And this year, it's in Australia and New Zealand, which yeah. would be great to attend. But uh, I'm going to lock in Canada final A to Z. Yeah. And uh, that is correct. All right. There we go. All right. Know. These other questions, I, I, I don't know if I know. So um, let's see here. Next question. Ooh, guys, this is tough. For the first time in a Women's World Cup in 2015, uh, the tournament utilized a technology found in sports like tennis and cricket. What is the name of the computer system that is used by referees to determine if a goal has been scored on a close play? So for the first time in the Women's World Cup in 2015, they utilized a technology like found in tennis. If you watched Wimbledon, which VAR. was a great match. We've got everybody in the chat knows this. VAR. V-A-R. Virtual automatic replay, I believe is what it stands for. What is the name of the computer Virtual system? Virtual referee assistant. VAR. But people are saying V-A-R, but I do think that's correct. You want to, I don't know what this is. I so. think VAR. Um, yes, that final A to Z with that. VR, VAR, there's however it's. So this says that that is incorrect. Okay. The system is called Hawkeye. Mm. It was developed by Paul Hawkins from the United Kingdom. The Hawkeye system started to utilize in tennis where players would be allowed to challenge. FIFA adopted Hawkeye later than other sports as a governing body and wanted developers of Hawkeye to ensure there would be a 100% success rate. So here would be the question. 
is Hawkeye a type of VAR? Well, Chris said like eagle eye, which it would be incorrect, right? So I think we missed that. Well, what is VAR and how is it used in soccer? Redbull.com. Congratulations, Red Bull, for that evergreen article. Um, let's see here. Because if VAR is the system of Hawkeye, then I kind of feel like we got that correct. When did VAR start? Um VAR did not start until August of 2016. So the VAR might be a newer ah. second version of Hawkeye. What football's VAR can learn from Hawkeye. Yeah, so uh, we got that wrong. We got the better upgraded version, not the original. So one and one, that's a loss. All right, next up. Uh, 2012 was a historic year from Christine Sinclair. Thanks to the London Olympics, what medal did Sinclair and the Canadian women's soccer team win? So the Olympics in 2012, man, there's another Canadian question. Uh, what medal did Sinclair and the Canadian women's soccer team win? Well, we got a 33.3% chance of figuring this out. Well, actually probably a 50, 50, cause it wasn't the goal. So I think it's um, the silver or the bronze. Fork says bronze. Orlando says bronze. Brad says bronze. Eric says bronze. I don't remember t- the, whoever won pl- them being in the final. Uh, Marcus is silver. 2012. I don't know. I, that year's a blur for me. <laughs> that was my, that was when I graduated college. That was a blur of a year. Um, We're silver or bronze. Uh, Mr. Jones says silver. Danny says bronze. The chat has a lot more bronze than. Well, then let's go with the chat. Yeah, let's go bronze. Final way to Z. Lock it in there. Captain by Sinclair. They won the first Canadian medal in a team sport in a Summer Olympics in over 70 years. And Damn. that medal was bronze. All right. Nice, guys. Good job, chat. Two and one. All right, um, last question uh, before the non-sports question. 16 of the 24 teams that participated in the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup made it past the group stage. Which team ranked 14th in the FIFA rankings did not make it past the group stage after losing to both Brazil and South Korea? Oh my God. I mean, one more, you got to read that one more time. That was a word handful. All right. So, uh, which team ranked 14th in the FIFA rankings did not make it past the group stage after losing to both Brazil and South Korea in 2015. God, I mean, this is, this is a tough question. Orlando says Argentina. Uh, Alex says Germany guess, but he doesn't know. Jabu says Russia. Bork says England or France. Seth says Jamaica. Sam says Belgium. So we've literally gotten no repeat answers so far. Uh, 2015 Women's World Cup. I don't, this does not ring a bell at all to me. Jeffrey says the Aussies. So now we got another one. Uh, 
How, Zach, do you have any? I have, I have no idea. <sighs> I think you, we just need to pick one from the chat. Let's go with Germany. Germany? The German women could not get it done. Final, Final A to Z, Z, Germany. As a member of Group E, Spain scored only one point due to its tie to Costa Rica. Spain is the uh, correct answer. All right, two and two. Bummer. We're two and two. All right, uh, n- final non-A to Z question. But first, we've got to talk about one of our sponsors, which is Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, a great sponsor of ours. They've got your perfect make and model, whether it's your Palisade, whether it's your uh, Sonata. We love Wilson County Hyundai. They sponsor all of our end-of-show segments uh, right here on the show. Let's do non-sports question, which is which of the following celebrities does not have a graduate degree? James Franco, David Duchovny, Sigourney Weaver, or Oprah Winfrey? Which of the following celebrities does not have a graduate degree? Franco does. I'm guessing Oprah. Oprah could be like a good, like, that could be a good, like, uh, you know, house party question, trivia thing. Hey, do you know Oprah doesn't have a grad degree? I don't know. The other two people, I don't know if I know of them. Who? Well, I know who the company is, but I don't know much about it. Scorning Reaver's an actress in Oprah Winfrey. And David, you you said you don't know who I, David I do Dick. know who the company is, but not much. But who was a who was a third name? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I know that is. Or Oprah Winfrey. Did Oprah from Brentwood? Her parents used to live in the neighborhood next to mine when I grew up. But I don't know well, if like that's just degree. a part of her success story. Is like not having a graduate degree? Yeah, I feel like that would make the most sense. But I yeah, but I went with Rashid. I think Oprah went back and got something. Like she had to have, right? I don't there's no reason. <laughs> I think that's like the Sigourney, yeah, people were like, you don't know who Sigourney Weaver is? Like, no. And so Scary Harry says, Oprah worked at Channel 5. You have to have a degree. Yeah, you have to have a bachelor's degree, but not like a A a graduate degree. I think it's Oprah. Let's go with Oprah then. Let's go with Oprah. I feel like Oprah's got like a uh, honorary doctorate or something from like eight different schools. Oprah finally to Z. Graduating from... Tennessee State University with a bachelor's degree in speech and drama, Oprah Winfrey did not attend graduate school. Three and two. Nice. All right. It's a good one. That's a good way to end. All right, guys. Hey, heck of a show. We'll be back talking a lot of DeAndre Hopkins and the Titans because Sam and I have topics on topics for the rest of the week. Make sure that you give the show a a thumbs up. Hit that like button. There's always more people watching the show that I've hit that like button on Facebook and YouTube. So hit that for us. That's a big deal for us here as a channel and as a page. So do that for us. And we'll see you guys tomorrow 
on a Wednesday morning. Buck Rising is live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime at 8, and we'll talk to you guys later on. See you later. Appreciate it. Adios.